It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is ESPN Radio. My Metcalf was just saying, I can't believe it's September. But we all have to believe because that's the way things go. Life is undefeated. Thanks for being a part of ESPN Radio this morning, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's my Metcalf. I'm Freddie Coleman. Also catch us on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80 and ESPNU. It is September. It is September 4th. We got Kansas City, the Chiefs, opening up against the Detroit Lions on Thursday. That kicks off the NFL season for 2023. Let's bring the man we love to call Jay Smooth. He is Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter. Hit him on social media on the X at Jay Fowler ESPN. And Jeremy, we mentioned Kansas City. Chris Jones has not been in camp. He is willing to sit out the first eight weeks of the season to get the Aaron Donald kind of money that he wants. Where do things stand now between the Chiefs and maybe pound for pound their best player not named Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, Freddie, great to be with you. And you know, I'm told the Chiefs have been bracing to be without Chris Jones, at least for the early part of the year. That's the impression they've given when other teams have talked to him about Chris Jones. And you know they feel like, hey, look, if we have to win a few shootouts early in the year, we can probably do that. We need him to make our Super Bowl repeat run. Uh, but if this needs a little more time to work out, then that's okay, and we can, we can sort that out because they've been talking. They've had communication this last week, which is good. That's better than it had been when there was mostly silence. But there's just this gap between the Aaron Donald market, which is in the low 30s, the low $30 million per year, and then the rest of the defensive tackle market, which is in that sort of 22 to $24 million range. Well, the Chiefs would like to be closer to that range, and Jones would like to be closer to Aaron Donald. So they got to sort that out. And I, I don't think there's been a ton of progress at this point. And, you know, they're just going to have to get through this game and see what else they can work out. Jeremy, obviously Kansas City is Kansas City. We know what they do. We know what they are. But the Lions have been hyped as a potential Super Bowl sleeper. How important is Thursday night's game for them to set the tone for the rest of the season? Well, it's important, Myron, in that they are sort of embracing these expectations and they want to show that. They have really given the impression all offseason, whether it's dealing with free agents to potentially sign contracts or you know, the mentality within the team that, hey, the NFC North is here for the taking. We can take it. So that's their plan. And, I, you know, I was in Lions training camp for two days when they had the joint practices of the Giants, and they every bit looked the part. I mean, they looked dangerous. There's, mm. there's no doubt. And you had a guy like Jameer Gibbs to the offense. Could be a sneaky offensive rookie of the year type candidate with his ability to, to, to uh, run the ball and catch the ball. So, made improvements on defense in the secondary. I mean, they're, they're pretty loaded up. It's a good roster. So, um, But at the same time, they started really slowly last year and came on. So, if they lose, it's not a panic situation. It's just, you know, it'd be nice for them to make a statement if they could. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter. Him on the X at Jay Fowler, ESPN. Joining Meyer Metcalf and Freddie Cohen this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Speaking of communication issues and maybe a communication breakdown, that brings it to the San Francisco 49ers and the outstanding defensive end, Nick Bosa. Where do things stand in terms of communication, Jeremy, between these two or lack thereof? Well, the 49ers would love to get this done this week by week one. And there is some precedent. T.J. Watt, actually, they're, they're playing the Steelers this week. T.J. Watt, two years ago, was doing a hold-in situation, got it done week one, you know, just days before kickoff. So maybe this will be the same type of pass rush resetting market deal that they can shake out, um, you know, like – 
he has enormous leverage here. You know, as a defensive player of the year last year, they need him. Um, the market's really clear. You know, the, the Aaron Donald money is what it is, $31-plus plus million a year. Bosa's going to probably need to be over that. And so uh, I think the 49ers are comfortable with a huge number. They just have to work out the structure, the guarantees. There's a lot of nuances to a deal of this magnitude that take time. So uh, I don't get the sense that either side is panicking, but uh, the urgency is here this week. There's no doubt. Uh, Jeremy, who was the team uh, throughout the preseason that maybe we're not talking about enough leading into this season opening slate of games? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Let's see. I would say we're talking about the Lions a minute ago. It made me think about the Packers. You know, like they're sort of easy to write off this year, but still a lot of talent on that roster, and I think Jordan Love's going to be pretty good. Um, You know, Tennessee Titans, like – there was sort of this offseason of feeling like, okay, they got a new GM. They might lose some parts. Are they going to rebuild? Are they going to trade Derrick Henry? Well, they kept most of those parts. Um, and then they're still adding some parts, like DeAndre Hopkins. So Mike Vrabel, always tough. You know, his teams are always a tough out. They really just had the down year last year. But before then, they were really beating some good teams at a high clip. And uh, that division is wide open in, in the AFC South. So I'd, I'd go Tennessee and, and Green Bay right now. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, joined Myron Metcalf and Freddie Coleman this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. I think the AFC North is going to be the best division. How right or wrong am I? No, Freddie, I think I'm with you. I mean, I would say because of the Steelers, as I, I think they've been pegged as sort of the wild card because Kenny Pickett, like are people sold on them? Um, do they have enough? But like on offensive defense right now, that's a, a good roster. We know what upgrades the Ravens made. With their offense, they should be better. We know the Bengals, what they're going to do. And then, the, you know, the Browns, I mean, they spent a lot of money mm-hmm. via free agency and trades on their pass rush, on their front seven, really their whole defense. So you expect that to be better, that Miles Garrett will be surrounded by more talent and he can sort of take over the game. And, and you know, he's a guy who's due a defensive player of the year at some point with his talent. So, you know, Deshaun Watson should be more comfortable after a year in Kevin Stefanski's offense and a year behind the scenes. So, there's really not one team you can point to that you could say they're going to be bad. I mean, there's a real scenario where late in the year where these teams are all kind of banging on each other and playing and beating <laughs> each other and getting depleted. Um, but, you know, somebody's going to be sitting at eight or nine wins and somebody's going to be sitting at, at 11 wins and they got to hash it out. Uh, Jeremy, when I saw Kayla Williams throw five touchdowns on Saturday, I thought, you know what? Maybe the Cardinals are on to something. Uh, with what appears to be uh, an effort to tank. But what are the realities contractually with the cap when it comes to a world where maybe Kyler Murray is no longer playing for that franchise going forward? Yeah, Myron, there are certainly some some complications uh, to that, you know, because it's so early in his deal. Uh, you know, I think I, um, I believe I was reading on Pro Football Talk about how they have uh, like the, the implications that they were to if you were to get hurt again and camp has a physical in March, all the money involved there. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the exact amount, but it's a couple years' worth of his base salaries and money and roster bonuses, and it would be an obscene amount, which begs the question, are they going to sit him on pup all year? Um, you know, like they would have to have great conviction in, in the tank to sit him all year because he's going to be ready eventually. So, um, But at the same time, I, I don't get the sense that they've totally moved on from him or anything. I, I think he's going to get or has gotten a clean slate with that coaching staff, and um, at least a chance to make an impression. I've, I've heard that despite some maturity concerns in the past, that he's been good so far. You know, he's been in the building a lot. He rehabbed in Arizona instead of going home to do so back in Texas. And 
Um, you know, there have been some good vibes there. So even though the team is clearly on paper not going to be very good, I do think Kyler's in a decent place with the organization. If we ask Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, what is his boldest NFL prediction heading into this season? What is it and why? Ooh, put me on the spot here. Let's see. So I'm going to go – I'm going to go uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm going to okay. go Gibbs. Okay. Detroit. I like that. Right. I'm not hating on yeah. that at all because he can ball, catch it out of the backfield, yeah. can tote it between the tackles, got great speed and a great kid as well. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at yeah. all. That's yeah. Now I'll go one more for you. Christian McCaffrey will be offensive player of the year. Oh wow! Then, 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 see, now, now, now you're just showing off wow. now, Jeremy. Now, that's what we're doing. Now we're just showing <laughs> off now. Now we're just doubling down on something that could actually happen when it comes to Christian McCaffrey. That's why we call him Jay Smooth. He's not just Jay Fowler, ESPN, <laughs> and the X. He is Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, senior NFL reporter. Always a great follow. Always a great yes, listener. Always a great having joining us here on ESPN Radio. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Freddie. Thanks, Myron. Have a good day. You too. That Christian McCaffrey, I'm not mad at that bold prediction, by the way. I like that a lot. You know, obviously, I would take a lot of pressure off Brock Purdy. Uh Uh, Justin Jefferson, to me, is my pick in that category, but it'd be fun to see. Justin Jefferson, to be honest with you, I don't think he's even scratched the surface of how great he's going to be. It's scary. It's scary. Anytime you've passed Randy Moss, in any category, and he has most yeah. receiving yards in the first three years of an NFL yeah. career, that says a lot about his trajectory. Yeah, I mean, there, there isn't a play in the route that he can't run. He's nope. as tough as a New York City street pigeon. I mean, you can't get <laughs> un- underneath him and get into his kitchen to try to get him out of his element. I mean, you can yeah. you can make – if you gave me Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, and I got to take the consolation prize – I know I'm in a good spot because I think those two guys are the two best wide receivers in the National Football League, and we know what the cheetah can do, what he can do for Miami, yeah. what, he, what Patrick Mahomes did for him, what he did for yeah. Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. But just certain dudes, you look at them and say, yeah, that guy looks the part. Yeah. And to me, Justin Jefferson looks that part. Yeah, imagine if he had a quarterback who could play football after sundown, right? I mean, <laughs> that would change That's a whole different everything. Thing. It was a primetime quarterback playing. So Yeah, no doubt about that. Jeanette and Brooklyn. dream. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with dreaming. It's when the nightmare <laughs> shows up, then you got to do your best to get out of that whole deal. This week, not, a, not part of get out part two, as far as that goes. Jeanette and Brooklyn at triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Jeanette, my friend, what you got to say? Good morning. I have 77-year-old senior citizen from Brooklyn, New York. This is the best thing in sports entertainment. Your music references, your movie representatives reference uh, are just completely entertainment. It makes me want to tune in forever and ever. Well, Jeanette, we appreciate that. You You are too kind with those words. Plus, you know, people from Brooklyn, New York, we always got it going on. We know how smart we are. We know how intelligent we are. That's how we do. Yeah. Don't, hey, don't say it that way. Don't yeah, be that yes. way, Martin. I know. I no, know you. Yeah. Don't be the yeah, yeah. Don't be that I'm, way. I'm always jealous. I'm always jealous of New Yorkers because Why? like you all grew up with uh-huh. so much culture and music and fa- like you had everything where you were. Milwaukee didn't have that. You know what I mean? We had a lakefront. You all had <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> you, you all had all of these amazing things. <laughs> you know, I'm just jealous. For, about with New York, don't be honestly. jealous of New Yorkers because you know that's not a good look 
for you, Myron, to be jealous of us. It's not a good look. Oh, what are you, you all live this hustle and bustle life that I in. Listen, I was a Wu-Tang Clan fan. I was oh. like, man, this is amazing. Yeah, and they were Everything from, that's happening in New York. Yeah, they're from Staten Island. Some people in New York consider Staten yeah. Island, New Jersey. <laughs> Seriously. That's what I hear. Staten Island, that's what I hear. Like, what do you mean we're not part of the well, five yeah. boroughs? We are part of the yeah. five boroughs. You know, but we, yeah. Jeanette Brooke, we, we had some boats. We had some boats. We, we had some bratwurst. Well, we have you know, that's what we had. We have the Staten Island Ferry, and we have New York City hot dogs. So it's kind of six and one half dozen the other, <laughs> as far as that goes. We want to hear from you once again at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Biggest takeaway from Week One of college football. And if you say Deion Sands in Colorado, we won't be mad at you. Biggest takeaway. We'll give you ours when it comes to Myron Metcalf and Freddie Coleman. Give us yours. Biggest takeaway from week one of college football. We want to hear from you at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. And you don't have to be from New York to give us those answers. And don't be jealous. That's next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is ESPN Radio. Brian Metcalf and Freddie Coleman ignoring Pat Costello here on ESPN Radio with the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and ESPNU. We're going to get to your calls. A lot of people want to weigh in about their bold NFL prediction. We're going to do that at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. College football in full effect. Oh, really, it was a Deion Sanders weekend. Let's call it as it is. Mm-hmm. When you have that kind of personality, when you have that kind of electricity about you, and you pulled off something nobody saw coming, by beating not just number 17 TCU, but with 86 new players, 86 transfers, only three players on this team this year played for Colorado last year when they were 1-11. and And Dion was letting everybody have it by saying, you don't believe in us, we're keeping receipts, you're not, if you're not for us or with us, you're against us. All those things were taking possible when it came to Deion Sanders. We know that was the biggest takeaway from this college weekend. But Myron Metcalf, give me something else that maybe a lot of people did not see that you say to yourself, yep, I was glad to see that happen or I was surprised to see that happen. Well, I don't know how many people saw Caleb Williams and what he did. That wasn't necessarily a surprise. Five touchdowns get Nevada. Again, he uh, sort of co-signed the Arizona tank uh, decision because he looks like the guy who's going to be a starter in the NFL, I think, one way uh, or another. Obviously, it's hard to look past what – Colorado did, but there were a couple sneaky upsets. Wyoming over Texas Tech. Texas Tech, Tech yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, you look at Texas State over Baylor, the Big 12. For all the success that the Pac-12 had, yeah. the Big 12 uh, did not have a great outing uh, in the first real slate uh, of the weekend. But I'm just excited for football to be back. Let me tell you the corniest thing I saw. Oh, this ought to be good. when the Michigan players 
did the four for for Jim Harbaugh. Like, this man is not locked up on false charges, okay? Thank you. Like, settle down. These are NCAA violations. Like, this is something that he was involved in. The school self-imposed the suspension because they're like, you know what? They're probably going to drop the hammer on us. We probably got to get in front of it. Mm -hmm. So to go out there and hold up the four like he's some martyr, that was ridiculous. And to me – I think anybody who wasn't a Michigan fan before that, they're definitely not a Michigan fan now after you see something like that. The kind of combined with you on that one, can we please stop the whole free somebody? Jim Harbaugh's not in jail. No, Can we not. please stop with the free this person? The, he wasn't persecuted. They didn't bring no. pitchforks and fire to his house because he was a witch or they thought he was a witch, wanted to burn him at the stake. Can we please stop the whole thing that if you believe somebody has been unjustly whatever. Oh, free so-and-so. Like the whole thing with Tom Brady, the whole deflate gate. Free Tom Brady. I'm thinking, if Tom Brady's in jail, I want to be in that jail because I'll be the best jail ever. I I guarantee you can go anywhere you want. So can we please stop? That's corny to me. When we talk about stuff like that, that whole free somebody, unless they're actually in jail, stop it when it comes to that whole thing. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's first press conference, he's going to come back and be like, I've been bamboozled, led astray, <laughs> right about. Like, he's going to do that probably, right? Like, you didn't fall on, the NCAA? Like, the NCAA fell on me. Fell on me. Yeah, come on, man. Like, <laughs> settle down. Yeah, and, and, I, and I understand loyalty, being loyal to your coach yeah. and that whole thing. I get that whole thing. But come on, he was he, guilty. That's yes. why he's out for three games. And by the way, you're playing directional state. You can't beat them out Jim Harbaugh if you're worried that much. Then maybe you're not that good to be a college football national champion to be in a football playoff if you're the University of Michigan. Yeah, did not make them more likable, Freddie. Yeah, well, Jim Harbaugh does not worry about being liked. But I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. By the way, Meyer Metcalf, Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 8 ESPNU. I'll never get we interviewed his brother, John Harbaugh, who's the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. And I said, what's the one thing you can tell us about our childhood that led to you believing that, man, my brother's not just different, he's different, different. And I guess they were having like an argument or something. And Jim, who's the younger brother, by the way, cracked John upside the head. And so their dad runs in and everything, and I guess he blindsided John when they got into a little, because brothers are going to do that, siblings are going to do that. Sometimes you got to lay hands on somebody, you feel the need to do mm-hmm. that. So his dad said, well, you know, John was in a position where he couldn't defend himself. You know what Jim's answer was? He should have defended himself. John said, that's <laughs> when I knew my brother was different, different. When he did not care about hitting me as a defenseless older brother, he looked at it and said, what's the advantage here? How can I gain the advantage here? And he was not worried about the consequences or repercussions or how that was going to land with John, the older brother, or how's that going to land with their dad. He said, you know what? His answer was, he should have defended himself. Guys like that, those kind of guys, they go a long way with players, and that's why players are infinitely loyal to them. God, for crying out loud, we've seen Urban Meyer. Even with all the nonsense that he put Florida in and Ohio State, there's still people loyal to Urban Meyer. Guys like him... Deion Sanders, when players are with you and you're against them, that loyalty goes further and further and further, especially when you have an impressionable minds in college football, even in these modern times when players are thinking more for themselves, Myron, than never before. 100%, man. You hit it. 100%. Just amazing. But when he said that, I was like, dude, you can't just hit people just because you want to hit people. Like, and your answer is he should have defended himself. He should have defended himself. Wow. Yeah, my, my biggest takeaway from this weekend, I, you mentioned the Pac-12, the great weekend they had. 13-0. and 0. I mean, wow. Caleb Williams with the River USC. Yeah, I know they're playing. 
I get it. I understand. Playing Nevada, Nevada's not going to be any good. I understand it. DJ Uongalale had a great opening performance at Oregon State, good. the Clemson Tramp. He looked, he, looked uh, he looked a lot different playing in that yeah. system at Oregon State. I know they played San Jose State. That's a team you're supposed to beat. But you have a Pac-12 conference about to disintegrate. I can't – this has never happened before. It's one thing to have a death penalty, Myron, and you covered college sports longer than I have. It's one thing to have a death penalty like SMU, and it took this long for them to be back in a Power 5 conference, relatively speaking, about to go to the ACC. But I can't remember a conference that's not a mid-major league, a power historic conference, about to disappear in literally a year, two years, after Ohio State and Michigan, all the teams, the Big Ten, say, hey, USC and UCLA, come on East. We don't care if you go, your field hockey team's going to play Rutgers on Tuesday. Come on East. And yeah. they decide to do it. And everybody else outside of Oregon State and Washington State looked for different places to land. The fact they had this kind of weekend, knowing that teams are leaving and you're not going to be at conference next year, to me, that was my biggest takeaway, that they could have the most success they've had in a long, long time. And they won't even have the fruits of the labor to show for it in 2024, 2025, and beyond. Yeah, and, and couldn't get a deal done around it. I mean, it's hard to feel, you know, too bad just in terms of the Pac-12 had all these opportunities to stabilize the league and didn't do it. Remember, a decade ago, they could have had a Texas, and they said, we don't have to expand, we're in a great position, mm-hmm. and now here we are, where all these other leagues basically said, Freddie, you want to be in a conference where the commissioner's not all up in the video, dancing, <laughs> come over to the Big 12, the SEC, and the Big 10. That's what happened. So. <laughs> it's no longer the Conference of Champions, as Bill Walton says. Right now, they're the Conference of Chumps when it comes to the Pac-12. About to be the Pac-2 once this season is over. 13-0 is 13-0 and over the weekend. Can't take that away from that conference. It's about to disintegrate in about a year. Great stuff by Myron Metcalf. Hit him on the X at Metcalf by ESPN. I am Freddie Coleman. Hit me on the X at Coleman ESPN. As my tries not to laugh anymore about calling out the Pac-12 and comparing them to Suge Knight, who's also disintegrated for the consciousness as well. Don't let your NFL bowl predictions disintegrate. We want to hear it loud, proud, and clear at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Give it to us. Give it to me and Myron. Your boldest NFL prediction. You'll be heard at 888-729-3776. This is ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
This is ESPN Radio. <laughs> He's my man, Kevin Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. If we're not fired by this time, then we're never going to get fired. We got a lot of great stuff from you at Triple H Say ESPN. You don't need car keys to be a part of this. 888-729-3776. Give us your bold NFL prediction for 2023. We will not judge. I can promise you that because it's your prediction. It's your boldness. It is all on you. Terrence in Florida, what is your bold prediction, my friend? Morning, fellas. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good Absolutely. morning. Good morning to you. All right, here we go. Bold predictions. A Flower is going to be Rookie of the Year. Lamar Jackson is going to be MVP. Okay. Period. All right. Oh, and, and last thing but not least, yeah. you guys forgot the most important uh, movie by Denzel, John Q. We were just talking Ooh, about that John not Q even like good. five seconds ago, Terrence, about Denzel and his catalog. Another one we forgot was Remember the Titans. On a football week, yeah, how do we forget yeah. that one as as Coach Herman Boone? How do we forget that one? That was a good one. That was a good one. John Q was great. Yeah, he's yeah. he's just he's averaged like thirty two a game for thirty plus years, man. It's, it's been <laughs> that's remarkable. So good. That's a good. You know? That's a good comparison. Even even Roman J. Is, Israel Esquire, not a good movie. Yeah, but he's really nope. good in it. He's really good at it. He is. Yeah, the, the Afro, you know, was 60s, 70s, and he made that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's why you're right about that. That's a good comparison. He's averaged 32 a game over the last 30 years <laughs> when it comes to Denzel Washington and his catalog of movies. Chris in Colorado, what is your NFL prediction for 2023? So I think two future Hall of Famers, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, will make it work. My bold prediction they're not going to win the division, but they will make the wild card, okay. and they will make the playoffs. They are two future Hall of Famers. Okay. Like, without a doubt, they will be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Well, there's no doubt about that. The, the one thing I don't worry about Denver is their defense, because their defense is good. You got Frank That's Clark, good. Zach Allen's underrated defensive end, keeping an eye on Josie Jewell, who's really played well, the linebacker spot in the secondary with Pat Sertain, the second. That's one of the great corners in the National Football League that nobody talks about. But it's all about, mine. can Russell Wilson make this work? I don't worry about Sean Payton making it work. I worry about if Russell Wilson can make it work to the effect that that offense can complement that really good defense when it comes to the Denver Broncos. It, isn't it fascinating that we're sitting here and saying that it's a bold prediction that Russell Wilson and Sean Payton will work? Like, who would have thought that a, a year ago, considering who they both are? But I do think that is the reality. I just – I don't know if Russell Wilson has lost it or, or not. I mean, there's a chance right. that happens to quarterbacks in the early 30s. We're going to see. But if anybody can get him back to playing to his ceiling, I think it's Sean Payton. Yeah, and that's a lot of money that they committed to, that a if it's not working out, that they got to try to walk away in dead cap money. They may not have any yeah. choice to have this work out because there's too much financially at stake for it not to work out with the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. Yeah, but they also got that Walton money. They got that Walmart money. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be okay yeah. spending what they have to spend going forward. It's always nice to work for a company where your owner can write a check and every bank in the country would bounce. That's how much money the Walton family yes. has, yes. owning all those Walmarts yes. and now an NFL team. Jeff in Kentucky, <laughs> what is your bold prediction for 2023, my friend in the NFL? Go ahead, Jeff. We move on from Jeff. We, yeah, give, we okay, give you Jeff. two. We, we give you the opportunity. We was give he you in two. Pat's car? Maybe he was in Pat's car. Yeah, well, you know, he probably is since Pat can't find his car keys after going to Jay yeah. Will's birthday party over the weekend and falling into a bush and losing his keys. So maybe he has your car, Pat. Maybe that's the case. Thank you. <laughs> Who hasn't been there? Who hasn't fallen into a bush and lost their car keys? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Myron. 
Everybody yeah, else in the United States. Listen, I'm falling to a bush. I'm not falling into a bush. Now, now I've had a buddy of mine who fell into a bush when Did we went you? to Las Vegas for a week, but he yeah. didn't lose his keys. I've had Did that you go happen. back to the party? Did you go back to the party, Pat? Like nothing happened? How did you handle that? That's what I want to know. Everyone saw. There was like there was no hiding it. Like, that, that means no. It wasn't like I could like suddenly just, just get up and like just, pretend it didn't happen. It was right in the middle of the just, party. Do you remember whispering? People, yeah, do you yeah, no? That's what. I, do you remember people whispering? You know? Do you remember anything about that? Hey, well, it was a good time. Hey, that, that much being had. Hey, yeah. Hey, that's the dude that fell into the bush. Those his keys right there. Do we get him? Nah, he'll find him later. If he doesn't find him Maybe later. Some, Maybe somebody took the keys because they saw you fall into a bush, and they were like, "You know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. they were good Samaritan. He need to go anywhere? Yeah, they maybe. made a good Samaritan, and they left it with Jay Will, and he hasn't found them yet at the birthday party. <laughs> they may turn up eventually. Tony in New Jersey, thanks for hitting us up at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. My Metcalf, Freddie, coming together this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Anthony, New Jersey, was your bold NFL prediction for twenty twenty three. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. You heard it here first. The New York football giants will beat the high-powered Philadelphia Eagles not once, but twice in the month of January. And that'll be the regular season finale on January 7th, and then when they meet up in the playoffs. Wow, he's, he's shooting his shot on the giants there. He's shooting yeah. that shot. Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad well, at it. I don't know if it's going to happen, but not judging. Yeah. I'm mad at it. Yeah, I don't know which Daniel Jones they think they've signed. Um, well, that's a big I question. Think the, pro- the, the challenge is, like, who is he? Who is he? Is he a winner? You know, um, is he a guy who's going to lead you somewhere? Because I think that is the next step. If anybody was like, don't pay him, I think that was the criticism, right? Yeah. Can he be the leader of a team that in those clutch moments takes you down the field and can make plays and doesn't just have to rely on Saquon Barkley to be his security blanket. I think that'll be the question. One thing about that, the New York Giants have told everybody who's paying attention that they believe this is going to be Daniel Jones' team by drafting Jalen Hyde out of Tennessee in the third round. You get Darren Waller, the tight end from the Las Vegas Raiders. They let everybody know, hey, Saquon, you're not getting your money in terms of a long-term deal. We're going to give $82 million in guaranteed money to this guy who finally played up to his, t- his his draft grade when the Giants drafted him by bringing in those kind of guys to say, we're going to fortify the quarterback. You're going to have to play up Daniel Jones and not the other way around. I can't wait, Byron, to see how that's going to actually work or not work because that's a lot of confidence to put in a guy's hands that threw 15 touchdown passes last year, and a lot of people are thinking that he's going to exponentially ramp that up by giving him additional weapons in the draft and in free agency when comes to Darren Waller, the tight end. Freddie, if that doesn't happen, if if they struggle, could the Jets become New York's team? Like, is there a window for that right now if they live up to the hype? You know what? I'm going to answer that question next. You know why? Because as a New Yorker who understands both of those teams, I'm going to need time to think about that (laughs) because that's a really good question. If the Giants falter and the Jets raise up because it's always been a giant city, could it be a New York Jets city? We'll definitely get into that. And it's LSU's season over already after one game, the way they lost to Florida State. He's Myron Metcalf and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Before we get to is LSU's season already over, even though it's only one game in the books, they lost to Florida State in that one game, but still, we'll get to that in five minutes here on ESPN Radio this morning on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80 and ESPNU with Maya Metcalf. I am Freddie Coleman, but I'm going to let Myron Metcalf reiterate the question that he had about five minutes ago. We got football season coming up. The NFL season kicks off on Thursday night. Kansas City will host the Detroit Lions. You got the two New York teams. The Giants made the playoffs last year in the NFC East. The Jets had a 7-2 and record, even with Zach Wilson, the quarterback, but now they got Aaron Rodgers, a lot of expectations. And Myron, you posed that question. A native of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that's you. And a native of Brooklyn, yeah. New York, that's me. As a New York Jets fan, New York sports fan, what was that question that you posed? Well, you know, we talked earlier how much I'm jealous of New Yorkers. Like, that was always my dream city. I lived there for like six months, and uh-huh. I still go back to that all the time as like my coolest life experience. Okay. But I know that's a Giants town, right? Yes. And I'm curious okay. if the Jets live up to the hype, like, if they are everything that people think they can be, right. will New York City become a Jets town over the Giants this season? I don't, I don't foresee that ever happening. But I will say this, they will definitely close that gap, even though the Giants have exponentially more Super Bowl championships than the Jets. That's that new news here. That Jets fan base is so has been so stung over the years by that organization or high expectations. I'll never forget the one year the Jets go 5-0 in the preseason, and you would have thought they were going to go to Super Bowl based on what New York Jets fans were saying. They wound up going 4-12, and Myron. They have more wins in the preseason then they had in the regular season. That's when Browning Nagel was the quarterback, and people thought he's going to be the second coming of Joe Namath. And, yeah. and that just crashed and burned did happen. immediately. Did not even come close to happening. In a town where if you're a Jets fan, you know you're looking up to the Giants. If you're an Islanders fan, you're looking up to the Rangers. If you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, you're going to be looking up to everybody, but you're looking up to the New York Knicks. If you're a New York Mets like I, fan like I am, you're looking up to the New York Yankees. It is hard to escape that little brother mentality where you don't have the sustained sustained success of the big brothers in that city. Prime example, there's only been two years that the New York Mets have ever owned New York. 1969, the amazing Mets won the World Series, and 1986, they had those bunch of hooligans winning the World Series back then and beating the Boston Boston Red Sox down three games to two. They've had their moments, but it always feels as if the Yankees are going to lord over them, and that's how it's going to be. And I think the same situation is with the New York Jets, always going to be second fiddle no matter what they do in a Giants town when it comes to football. It's going to be fascinating to watch because I think a lot of people, you know, see the Jets and the buzz. We're going to be talking about them nationally, nonstop, yeah. especially if they're winning big. I do wonder, Freddie, 
if maybe not for this current generation of, of New York fans, maybe the next generation. Like if the Jets maybe. look great, yeah. maybe the next generation that becomes their team. It, it, it would have to be because you want, in a perfect world as a Jets fan, you want the next 15 to 20 years to look like, look like for the New England Patriots. Because people yeah. forget or don't even know how bad the Patriots were for years, 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s. They weren't a good organization. But no one remembers that because of the 20-year run that they had with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and six world championships. That's what this generation, or even a little bit older, wants to remember. Because who wants to remember the bad times when you were a sad sack organization? The Jets have been a sad sack organization for a long, long time. Maybe this year could kind of flip that, this new generation. But we shall see. We shall see, excuse me. Maurice in Atlanta was the way in on this at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Mo, what you got, my friend? Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing this morning? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Good. You know, you know, I grew up in New York, right? And I grew up in uh, Westchester County, New York. And when the Jets um, really came about, they, they practiced in, in in Westchester County, New York, in Peekskill, New York. Yeah. So the, the Jets are really more of an upstate team than would be the Giants mm. being a New York City team. Because right outside, right outside the Bronx is upstate. I'm not talking about way up in Buffalo. Right. I'm talking about way down to Albany. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why you know, Jets would be that team anyway You know, in upstate New York, not a New York City See, team. They're, they're more of a suburban so, team. They really are. The Jets, the Mets, Islanders, they're more of a suburban team compared to the other teams that are more city teams, to be honest with you. It, it is a unique situation, Freddie, because it's like, okay – it's hard to own New York City with the Giants there, but I always thought outstate New York, anything beyond New York, was Buffalo Bills territory. So it's like they're fighting on two fronts to try to get fans. Well, put it as someone who lived in Albany, New York, and in upstate New York, where it comes to like Poughkeepsie, New York, Wabbage Falls, yeah. that is split like three ways. When it, there are Bills fans everywhere, there are Giants fans everywhere, the Jets fans everywhere. Albany, you it's kind of, you would think that's more Buffalo in terms of like Buffalo Bills fans, but there's a huge amount of Giants fans up there because the Giants training camp used to be in Albany, New York. But there's a great section of Jets fans up there in the Capital District as well. So it's New York. New York's weird anyway, but New York is really weird. Like certain areas, yeah. The further north northeast you go towards Canada, towards Pennsylvania, towards Ohio, yeah, that's Buffalo. But the little bit closer, yeah, that can be split three different ways depending on where you are and how that's going to go. Bold NFL predictions. He's Meyer Metcalf. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. Let us know right now, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Give us your bold NFL predictions for 2023 with the season starting this Thursday in Kansas City as the Chiefs host the Detroit Lions. Matt in Ohio, what is your bold NFL prediction? What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on, my friend? Hey, my bold prediction this year is Jamar Chase is going to be Offensive Player of the Year while getting the Triple Crown. Oh, so he's saying Jamar Chase is going to be receptions, yards, touchdowns, and Offensive Player of the Year. Bold. Not hating on it. Understandable. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, let's see how healthy his quarterback is, right? I think that is a big question mark. I want to see how Joe Burrow looks this weekend. but. Yeah. I think he's a premier receiver who gets lost in the Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill conversation. But uh, I look forward to seeing him. What was that wide receiver room like when you had Jamar Chase and Justin <laughs> Jefferson as a part of the wide receiver room with Joe Burrow? What, was, what were practices like for the D-backs of LSU? 
Un- <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, that must have been awful. Every day of the week, you go out there and go, oh, man, these NFL guys just killing us in practice, but it's going to benefit everybody else on Saturday, man. Just seeing that wide receiver room at LSU when they had one of the greatest offense we've seen in college football in the last 30 to 45 years. Matt in Texas, what is your bold NFL prediction, my friend? Go ahead, Matt. Let's go to Hello, Jeff in Kentucky. Matt. I don't know what's going on there, and I don't think I want to know. Jeff in nope. Kentucky, what is your bold NFL nope. prediction? All right. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. My bold prediction is going to be that Kenny Pickett will lead the Pittsburgh Steelers to another division title, another playoff year, throw 35 touchdowns, and rush for eight touchdowns. I mean, here's the thing, like, George Pickens looks like he's ready to leap into star territory in the NFL. I think Kenny Pickens better. You think you saw that throughout the preseason. Mike Tomlin had no business being 9-8 and eight last year Amen. with all of the missing parts, the injuries, the, the transitions, but he did. So if you tell me that this is Kenny Pickens with another year, George Pickens gets better, you know what the defense brings as tough as that division is, I still think the Steelers are a player. Now, I don't think they're better than the Ravens or the Bengals. Mm-hmm. We'll see about the Browns. Right. But they're definitely uh, in the mix for sure. That is going to be bloodbath football in that division. Yes. It's one thing to have those four teams and all four can't stand each other. I mean, yes. little, literally clean old-fashioned hate. AFC <laughs> yep. North. Yep. Yeah. It's like a it's like a square of hate where I can't yeah. stand them, they don't like them, they don't like them, they don't like us. Yeah. It's gonna be and all four of those teams have the potential to win at least nine games in that division. It's gonna be bloodbath yeah. football this year in the AFC yeah. North. No doubt about that. Last one from Mike in Michigan. Mike, what is your bold NFL prediction, my friend, for twenty twenty three? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. My bold prediction is that uh, Patrick Mahomes tends to have quite a few injuries, that he's going to sustain, sustain one that will make him miss a bunch of times. A bunch of times, okay. Chiefs won't make the playoffs. Wow. That, that's just hating right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to predict an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want That's just hating right there. And, yeah. and, and to bring some memory to your memory, he was injured last year on one leg and beat Cincinnati and Philadelphia. And came back out. And came back out on one leg and won the championship. So, uh, you know, your, your hate only makes him stronger. When it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Is he Darth Vader? Who, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. The hate makes him stronger. Put it this way. It does. Remember, Patrick Mahomes says to the NFL, I am your father because he's the biggest, baddest boy right now in the NFL jungle. Right now, the big dad in Colorado is Deion Sanders. How much are they loving prime time, prime time? Prime time. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is ESPN Radio. More next.